Uh, so, uh, welcome back, everyone. After one, no, a few days. Yeah, we recorded on Tuesday. Tuesday, Tuesday yeah. yeah. So we're back again. So, uh, and uh, this is a hot topic. Is it? Is it a hot topic? Actually, you know what? You're right. It's not really a hot topic. <laughs> not really a hot topic. It's more. Like I mean, entertainment. I guess, I guess it depends. Yeah, it's, it's more so entertainment. It depends on whether or not you follow certain stories and whatnot. Um, I was thinking maybe for fun we should have like just played that song uh, by the Lord just just to kick it off. But it's all right. We're already past that point. So yeah, uh, why don't you go ahead and uh, just get right into it and introduce this week's topic. Okay. Uh, first, though, a disclaimer. Uh, oh, again, right. this podcast is basically uh, opinionated, heavily, mm-hmm. and uh, we just this is just us um, sort of voicing our opinions on the topic as usual. And, uh, yeah, and it doesn't really because it's not really indicative of what others. Uh, are entitled to do in their private lives and personal lives because at the end of the day I don't really care what any person does in their private life right? Um, to a certain extent that it uh, doesn't affect anybody else's life right right uh, with that said today's topic royals and uh, they're like I guess they're sort of. Oh man! You know what we should have done? We should, dumb. <laughs> we should have played the the song right right then and there. <laughs> okay, it's okay. Well, anyway, it's okay. No, go on, go on, go yeah. on. So, um, their influence on society, uh, specifically speaking, uh, the now former royals, because a lot has happened in the last two weeks. Uh, Megan and Harry. Yes, I cannot call them uh, Duke and Duchess anymore. <laughs> um, oh, they... So they... Um, they forfeited their titles, right? Essentially? Uh, apparently, yes. The Queen has uh, basically said that uh, by um, sort of departing from their royal life, they have given up their uh, royal titles. Wow. So to speak. But... See, there's there's a lot to say here, <laughs> especially as Canadians, because mm-hmm. uh, they've decided to uh, depart from their royal life and uh, live here in Canada. Right. All I can say is, uh, thankfully, they're not officially royals living in Canada, because uh, otherwise we'd be paying for their security. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I'm joking. Right. Anyway, uh, so... Have they have they announced uh, what which city they're gonna live in? Vancouver, yes. right? Vancouver. Oh, Vancouver. Sorry. Oh, sorry. We are back. Sorry. Uh, yes, you were saying we, they are living in Vancouver. I was Vancouver, saying. Vancouver. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Uh, so, um, I guess the most important thing is like how this affects Canadians in general. If we're talking about uh, direct or indirect um, influence on society, and like, I think the biggest issue here is um, they're still like 
making money off the royal brand, mm-hmm. but they're living in Canada as like not official royal, so they're not supposed, they're not allowed to use the royal highness uh, title, basically, which is kind of kind of an issue for me because not that I care what they do or how they make their money, but basically they're they're saying that okay, we're we've trademarked this brand, the Sussex Royal brand. And now we're gonna make money off of it, even though. So wait, how do how do they uh, make money off of uh, you know their? I mean, other than I, I oh, memorabilia, like, getting like yeah, an allowance perhaps from the royal family. But like, how do they? How do oh. um, Meghan and Harry themselves make money? Selling, um, you know, glassware. Oh, so they have their own uh, little. Uh, brand. Yeah, basically. So they trademarked this brand. Oh, wait one second. We have another guest. Our Booms. permanent guest. Oh, she's here. Finally. So is, is she going to say a few words and leave, or is she going to sit here and Hello, actually... Hello, everybody. It's me. Oh, no. Best person in the world. No. Shush. Oh, yeah. Also, oh, the topic was actually Royals. I thought you guys were just putting the song in the group for <laughs> So, when, uh, in our podcast group, when Hasina asked, uh, hey guys, what's the topic? I, I just put a link to Lord, uh, the song Royals by oh, Lord. Nice. And she didn't, she didn't take a hint. So, I'm like, seriously? Oh, hey. Whatever. I thought you guys were just being dumb as usual. So. And uh, not to mention, we also posted uh, the topic during the week as well. So. Yeah, I can't remember. Okay, I got a lot of things to think about. So. Of course. <laughs> as we were saying, the the royals and their brand Sussex Royal, they're allowed to sell their uh, own memorabilia. Hold on, um, hold on. I want to look. I want to look this up. No, continue. I'm gonna. Look oh wait, it guys, up. hold on. Like, I don't really know much about this topic. Okay, what was I going to say last time? I just have to... Yeah, I actually just have to say one thing and then I'm out. So let me say my one thing. Oh my god. Are you listening to me? Oh No, go. I'm just searching this up. <laughs> okay. So I think Meghan Markle and Prince Harry should rule England. Oh my god. <laughs> I think the Queen's time is up. Listen, you need to understand something. And I don't want for, Charles to rule. For, yeah, I don't want first William of all, to rule. Okay, I think we need some new blood and some, you know, I think Meghan Markle and Prince Harry are like, they represent the new, you know, generation. I loved their story. You know, she's older than him. He didn't marry like a Caucasian woman. He kind of broke all the, I guess, I don't know, not rules, but... I guess maybe so that, expectations. That but, autom- automatically qualifies him to to be the next ruler. Yes. <laughs> Seriously. And he's cool. <laughs> and Meghan Markle was on Suits, so you know. Oh my God! I support are you, Meghan Markle are you, and Prince Harry. Are you to listening? Rule. Are you listening to yourself? Yes, I am. So you're saying that on the basis that Meghan Markle was on Suits, that should she should be automatically? Um, yes. 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 
Oh my god. Yeah, so that's all I wanted to say. I know you guys are going to be talking about random stuff I probably won't even understand or have no idea about, but that's what I wanted to say. <laughs> no, actually, this is good. We're going into the background story. So this yes. whole thing with the, uh, this whole issue with the Megan and Harry within the royal family. Uh, it started. This it's it's funny how we talk like the British media and the British press had such a time and such an issue with their private life, right? Um, but uh, they didn't like find fault and say, you know, like um, so many other. There's been so many weird and uh rambunctious characters in the uh royal family oh but yeah yet, oh yeah <laughs> but yet they find issue with um to be fair like uh harry and megan um the duke, duke and justice of sussex because of one reason anyone want to take a guess i just wanted to say that king henry was an idiot yeah sorry uh, okay, but uh, yeah, okay. any guesses? Why? Uh, it's because she's a person of color. Oh, yeah. Ding, 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 ding. <laughs> 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 so the, the British press... I mean, it's, it's, very, it's very interesting. Exactly. Uh, See, I, I think thought, they I, should uh, be ruling the country. I feel like... I was talking, you know. <laughs> I was trying to talk, but yeah, go on. I just wanted to say that because I'm going to leave in a bit. But yeah, okay, sorry, go on. No, just finish what you have to say. No, that's what I. That's all I have to say. I have nothing in common on except that I hate King Henry. Okay, I hated him. I thought he was psycho, and I can't believe he was king. And I don't know why they, you know, wow, they have a problem with the person of color, but they have no problem with their king, who like literally would kill women who didn't give him a son or whatever. So, <laughs> yes, yes, yeah. messed up people. Anyways, yeah. <laughs> yeah, as I, as I was saying, Far was so rudely interrupted. It's it's very interesting because I don't, I don't want to say that British society as a whole is is racist, but considering their history of imperialism and uh, colonialism, it's very evident that some people in uh, British society have a problem with a person of color and so sort of coming into the royal family and marrying into the royal family because. You know, in uh, relation to that that expansive history of you know Britain, uh, England, basically colonizing half the world, and, and you know those subjects uh, away from the Isles were all people of color, and typically they didn't really regard them in a very um, positive light. It was very racist, and, and though there was no slavery, uh, there was still that aspect of you know there's a divide between uh, white and brown or white and black and you know in these you know these present times there that that strain of it it still exists somewhat and uh, certain people like i said they they have that problem with a person of color you know from you know, the colonies uh in air quotes coming in and you know marrying into the it's the house of windsor right yeah the house of windsor yes yeah. well, actually so they they have that they have that problem yeah <clears throat> uh, and that's and I can 
sympathize with them uh, for wanting to branch out and kind of move away from that. That's sort of uh, one of the like one of the ways that I kind of support their moving to Canada. <laughs> but in, in another in another sense, you have to look at it from a point of view of um, them sort of retaining their uh, private. Uh, prestigious lifestyle because <laughs> as we right. said they're they are moving to one of the richest areas of Vancouver <laughs> and like they they're just mm. actually bought a uh, mansion I think I believe as far as I can tell anyway wow, wow, wow. And, <laughs> what <laughs> so like uh, as the Canadian public as a member of the Canadian public like we have to think and say to ourselves, is this really them moving away from the royal prestigious lifestyle, or just putting themselves more in the press again? Because uh, let's be honest, it, it, instead of the British press, I think I think to be honest, they've basically moved away from the British press and moved into the Canadian press now. Right, <laughs> uh, but I think it's important to ask, like, if that was their intention. Yeah. I don't I don't know them personally of course. Not nobody knows. <laughs> so, so we can we, so we can't person. we can't say we can't, can't really con, yeah. uh, say anything about them. You know? Yes, exactly. No, I, I really like Meghan Markle. I'm trying I'm trying to talk here. Anyways, I'm done guys. I'll see you in the next podcast cuz I wasn't really prepared for this one, but I said oh what I wanted God. to say. <laughs> Meghan Markle, if you ever listen to this, I love you and I want you to be queen. Bye. <laughs> okay. Wow. <laughs> Yes. So as I was saying, we, we don't we don't know uh, what their intention is, but I do I do agree with you somewhat in that it's it's essentially them coming over from that from one rich lifestyle to another rich lifestyle while still sort of clinging on to that. I don't want to say leeching because I think that's kind of harsh to word. No, no, I don't think they're leeching in a sense leeching. I think they're still maintaining a sort of lifestyle because they like. <clears throat> they do have wealth, and it's just in their own right that they mm-hmm. have that um, that wealth and that prestige attached to them. Uh, but as I said, like they that may not be their intention, or as we said, that they may not be their intention. But uh, it's it just seems <laughs> like they just moved away from one celebrity culture to another. To another, yeah, because. <laughs> I mean, yeah, we all know how Hollywood culture is, right? Yeah. <laughs> it can be just as bad as, uh, like, the British royal, or worse, actually. <laughs> um, how paparazzis uh, are involved heavily. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, we're, we are essentially closer to the States than uh, the British Isles. I mean, we are close to the States than the British Isles. Oh, and... uh, yeah, that's a definite... And Vancouver... <laughs> Vancouver is known. Uh, it's a very, it's a very um, lively city. Uh, it's very cosmopolitan, and it has that close relationship um, with I think uh, what's all Seattle, Seattle, right? It's close yeah, to Seattle. Seattle. And so you know the the link to the states is there, and it, again, it's just I don't think you know if their intention was to escape the limelight. 
then moving to Vancouver probably wasn't the, the greatest idea. <laughs> if, yeah. if anything, they should have gone to like Saskatoon or something. But <laughs> I, I, I don't think they they fully wanted to um, sort of throw away that, that luxuriant uh, lifestyle, which I, I have no problem with. I mean, if you have money, then yeah, sure, go ahead and spend it. I don't I don't care. Yeah, exactly. Like, it's it's their money. It's their uh, choice what they get decide to uh, spend it on, and you can't expect of course, them to. Of course, sort people. Of, sorry, uh, sorry. Of course, people say uh, that <laughs> some uh, dissenters will say, "Yeah, that's not their money. It's 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 you know the British taxpayers' money." But <laughs> but, but that's another topic. We're not going to touch on that. Yeah, actually, we might. Actually, we can because, we can delve because, into that yeah. because. It, some of it is taxpayer money, but I'll, I'll just finish what I was saying. Uh, so yeah, um, spending their own, spending their wealth on how they wish, it's it's up to them if they want to live a certain lifestyle or uh, that they were used to, or uh, like sort of um, take a, I guess take a back step. Or, but yeah, it's it's all up to them and. Let's not forget Megan before heading into this royal atmosphere. She was accustomed to like that lifestyle as an actress. Exactly. So, exactly. It's all in their own right that they are able to um, live this, continue this lifestyle in Canada, which actually they'll probably be able to live more comfortably here. Um, than they than they were in uh, like who's to say that it wasn't as comfortable? But I, I think they'd be their their dollar would stretch more here than mm-hmm. in England. Cost of living being a lot lower. Uh, but yeah, that being said, the the wealth. I think I read something where uh, the royal get about twenty or thirty percent. Of their money from the tax British taxpayers, the rest is like um, self, I guess, reinvested. Um, I uh, don't so quote me on that. 20, but I can twenty to thirty percent. Twenty to thirty percent comes from taxpayers, and uh, seventy to eighties from like personal. I think investments. So, but let me double check that fact. Yeah, it might, it might be it might be wise to do that. Yeah, and uh, this is can go on. and this is the the house of Windsor, Windsor, right? Yeah, well, the British royal family. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, yeah, it looks like their private wealth, um, <clears throat> their net worth is like the Queen's net worth alone is around five hundred million dollars. Five hundred million dollars. Yeah. Uh, the tax payers. Hmm. Feel free to continue here. While I uh, do some... search it up. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, the British, the the monarchy, is constitutional. Yeah. Yes. But from what I understand, 
the queen actually does possess quite a bit of power, as we saw uh, earlier, well, basically last year, when she suspended parliament for a yeah, time. Yeah, that's right. They, uh... So she still she still maintains that, that power, that right, which is interesting because I think a lot of people they don't see them as anything but a figurehead. But, you know, when I heard that, and I thought, wow, that's that's quite significant, because uh, what was his what's his name? What's the British Prime Minister's name again? Boris Johnson. Boris, yeah, Boris Johnson. Yeah, he. Uh, I think he he asked her to suspend Parliament, right? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, she has that power. But of course, um, if she does abuse it, then people will go crazy and say, "Oh my God, what are you doing, you tyrant?" <laughs> but just to the fact that you know she can do that. It does uh, speak a lot about uh, you know, the, that kind of uh, uh, power she wields. Um, I, I don't know if there's like a list of things she can do. It'll be, it'll be interesting to I think look that up. I read somewhere, um, in, you know, with the whole Brexit referendum. Yeah. She could have easily, uh, going back to the use of her power, she could have easily said, uh, you know what, no. Britain is staying in the EU mm-hmm. but she actually like she didn't veto it she just left it to the people and she just stood back because she knew right. that um, if she had done that she probably created she would probably had created a uh, an uprising of her own thing. I don't know yeah but, I mean people would see that as, as an abuse of power yeah basically. exactly <laughs> So I guess it's it's treading a very um, fine line. You have to be very careful, <laughs> I yeah. guess, if you're the queen, because you don't want to you don't want to take it too far when you so, do uh, issue these decrees. Yeah, go on. Sorry. So it looks like you know the, there's this uh, the sovereign grant. So the net worth of the queen is about five hundred million. This is give or take, and the sovereign grant is around a hundred million, which is directly from British taxpayers. So, one fifth, give or it's take. That's not, yeah. So, like so, 20%, 20%, basically. Yeah, not bad, yeah. No, nah, that's not terribly bad. I mean, you, you've heard that that uh, that argument that, you know, they're just living off British taxpayers' money. Yeah, that, I've heard Which, that. Which, I mean, as we can see, isn't, isn't too true to a certain extent. Yeah. <clears throat> but when it comes to, like... Um, having their own wealth. I guess you could say that they've reinvested that wealth and actually proactively like over the time this over the last 100 years, 200 years, 300 years, they've sort of used uh their wealth and reinvested in it to gain that the status or to keep that status um, mm. so to speak. Um instead of you know, sort of squanderously <laughs> spending it uh, like some other royals. And that brings <laughs> to question the way royals uh, keep their sort of upstanding. And this is not exclusive to British royals. This is like, this can be applied to any monarch or any constitutional monarch or absolute monarch around the globe. 
if you uh, <coughs> look at it like they they would any monarch in charge of country they would definitely just keep reinvesting that wealth in their own like any personal or like any uh, average joe they'd probably keep re reinvesting their savings to um live in a certain standard rather right. than um you know fall below what they're used to <laughs> and uh you know not accustomed to and sort of what's the word not or not maintain the respect that people look to them although royals um nowadays have actually like lost a little bit of respect but also they've they they still have a chunk of good chunk of respect but uh because they're because people overstate the fact that they're like over like funded by the royal uh the taxpayers people right. think that they're leeching and they've lost a little bit of respect because of that but um i think i think a lot of people it's... view them as this very anachronistic um, yeah. aspect of modern society that shouldn't really be here and yeah. I, I know i've heard i've heard that that being said before and and a lot of a lot of the times the the counter argument to that would be i mean they're i mean yeah their their role is you know when you compare it to the sort of make of modern society and how governments are formulated these days you know they're predominantly it's all democratic stuff but you know a, a counter to that that argument would be that you know yeah it's truly are an anachronistic aspect of still sort of lingering in mo uh, the modern world but at the same time you can't deny the importance that you know their families have had on a country or even you know when, when we're speaking about the house of windsor in particular the influence that you know well, the house of windsor is more a recent thing uh, from what i understand yeah it, it was <laughs> and like after after the first world war during the first world war uh but yeah they're even then the queen uh, queen elizabeth's ancestors who were sort of parts of different houses like the house of uh hanover and the house of um, whatchamacallit uh i don't know how to pronounce it it's like saxon coburg saxon I, I don't know something, something like that <laughs> <laughs> yeah. right like she, she's a descendant from like uh, the kings and princes of those houses, and they've had a huge impact on. Uh, and we're speaking about the European theater here in particular. Um, they, they've had a huge, huge impact, uh, impact. Sorry, on you know that that European stage. Oh yeah, exactly. And you can't, you can't, you can't deny that. And yeah, I guess you could say we're just maintaining the past, but at the same time. Isn't it important to sort of preserve your heritage? I mean, sure, if that doesn't matter to you, I guess not. But we do. I mean, there's there are a lot of initiatives that governments take to preserve. The... Exactly. You look and... at Greece, Greece and Rome, and how much work you know goes into maintaining all those ruins and all the records. I mean, it's important. History is important. Exactly, and and the crown estate. Uh, the royal estate, in general, pre predominantly has a like 
it's enshrined across the globe pretty much and uh it's important for i know a lot of countries in the commonwealth they've sort of they're now democracies like uh mm-hmm. canada india um australia uh so a lot of these countries what they basically they tend to sort of forget how important the royals and are to their country because they have like a representative rather they focus on you know the governor general uh but yeah. in reality <clears throat> they have a ton of uh, royal history in <laughs> and living of course or... of course that being said I could just jut in here of yeah. course that being said um a lot of it isn't positive <laughs> yeah of <laughs> the, course the history yeah. But it's important to remember that history exactly. so that we can learn from it, right? Yeah, you don't you don't necessarily have to venerate uh, those those past monarchs, but it, yeah. it is important to to sort of understand history and what impacts these families have had on 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 the, on the world. Yeah, and and as we are democracies now, like we could learn from the royal history so that we don't make the same mistakes when we're um, sort of governing as a democracy. Oh yeah, <laughs> we have plenty of mistakes being made right now, even in democratic societies. A lot. Oh yeah, <laughs> and I'm sure I'm sure people people who have sort of followed this podcast for uh, since the beginning, we have expressed our views on you know democracies and monarchies sometime in the beginning. So you, you do know um, how we feel about uh, those things. Oh yeah, uh, it's it's kind of uh, evident now. <laughs> throughout this uh, if you've been following us from the beginning <laughs> but again um it's, in- it's actually interesting to note that um despite all this like the i think one of the main media s- um systems or media sources that actually follow the royals the most <laughs> is actually very um you you never think about it actually the the american media and hollywood do they yeah they're they're actually very interested in uh ro- the royal lifestyle and the british the british royal lifestyle well i would assume Not more so it. now especially since uh, meghan markle's married to harry yeah no, and even before that the um I, I was reading an article how a lot of americans they sort of venerate the royals not as a governing uh, a governing status but like as a celebrity status so, so basically what they do to yeah hollywood celebrities hollywood, yeah and, yeah <laughs> essentially <laughs> that's that's <laughs> it's kind of like again you know america and their entertainment news right that's that's essentially what it is how they uh venerate their celebrities if they could mm. they'd probably uh have a wax i think they even have a wax uh, statue of Princess Di, if I'm not wrong, in uh, Hollywood, I think. Probably. I think so. Wouldn't be surprised. Always. Yeah. <laughs> which, which is actually interesting coming from the States because uh, <laughs> the 13 colonies. <laughs> right, the, and, uh, and the revolution and all that. <laughs> it's actually interesting. Uh, just a bit of a digression here. Uh, when you look at the history of the revolution, and, you know, there are the states, um, you know, the 13 colonies sort of fighting against the tyranny of, uh, I think, uh, was it George II? 
George the Third. Yeah, I don't, I don't I know. One, so. one, one of the Georgers, I think, or no, uh, I could be totally wrong. But whatever, it was it was, it was the the reigning uh, monarch at the time uh, in England, and it's interesting because I think most would agree that without the support of the French, the revolution probably would have failed. Oh yeah, and of course the uh, that that French support was given by the French king. Uh, Louis. I think it was Louis. Louis XVI. No. So one, one, one of the Louis. <laughs> <laughs> and it, what's funny is that, you know, immediately preceding the, the American Revolution, well, not immediate, immediately preceding, uh, you had the French Revolution, of course. And the Americans, I believe, the founding fathers, actually they didn't, like, militarily support the French Revolution because so they couldn't. But I believe they they voiced their vocal, us, uh, and I. <laughs> is it when you think about it? It's like, isn't that kind of backstabbing uh, the king who supported you during the revolution? <laughs> yeah, essentially, that that probably be uh, close to treason. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I mean, they, they weren't subjects of the French, but <laughs> yeah, I, I wonder. I wonder what Louis was thinking when he heard that. Like, are you guys serious? Like, I helped you win freedom from Britain, and now you're like saying screw you. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, basically. <laughs> it's but yeah, huge digression. I'm mean, given America's uh, history of you know freedom and whatnot. That's what they're all about. It's 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 funny to, to see that they're so invested in uh, the lives of the the British royals, the House of Windsor. Oh yeah, and I think. It's good. It's just going to escalate now that they're um, they're so close to them now in Vancouver, right. or a part of them is. So there close. was, uh, there. I think there was a was it Pew or was it Gallup poll? One, one of those two. One of those two that did a survey. Yeah. And I, I think they asked Canadians like, "Would you be in favor of Prince Harry being the Governor General?" And the majority of them said yes. The Governor. Governor General. Prince Harry. Hmm. That's, that's actually very interesting. <laughs> it, because it, the Governor General is uh, an appointed subject. It's a, right. And it's and isn't it well, it, it's not officially like the head of state, but isn't it like the de facto head of state of Canada, the Governor General? <laughs> yeah, essentially. Um it, it, the Queen isn't the head of state, it's it's basically the Governor General the Governor so General of the Queen, who's a de facto right. head of state, yeah. Basically, the governor general. It's actually so more would... than sixty percent post media poll. Yeah. Oh, you looked it up. Was it Pew or like Gallup or one of those? Uh, was it Pew? I think it was post media. So uh, okay. national post. Yeah. <laughs> I, I I don't know I don't know who they surveyed um, like what region sample but size. It... I think they, they X... did sample size of fifteen hundred Canadians approximately. In what <laughs> Just... in. Yeah. In what area? Um, I think across the country, because they say in Quebec, uh, <laughs> because Quebec has the largest anti-monarch sentiment. Uh, right. They didn't. Uh, they actually found it surprising that forty-seven percent of Quebecois were in support were in support of um, Harry becoming the oh, wow. governor general. <laughs> I, I wonder. I wonder if there's any like uh, sort of low-key. Um, you know, uh, maybe he'll help us win 
secession from Canada sort of thing there going on. You know, <laughs> you know, he he seems like a nice guy. Maybe we could persuade him to you know help us out. <laughs> but, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> or maybe, but yeah, that, that 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 figure is interesting. Um, I think it was it was sixty percent, right? Yeah, that, more than that 60%. would favor Harry uh, Harry uh, deployment as the governor general in Canada of Canada. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, <laughs> really interesting actually. Because Canadians, I think there is one another poll uh, done. I'm not sure when, but I think a lot of Canadians feel that um, monarchy is no longer relevant. Um, Sorry, there was this poll done. um, Canadians and the monarchy. Um, I I think it was over seventy percent or something. How? they don't. They don't think that the uh, royals aren't relevant anymore. Uh, it was the last uh, week, actually. I saw an article. Sixty-six uh, percent of Canadians um, thought that, um, or they think that the royals aren't relevant anymore. And forty-five percent say that Canada should not continue as a constitutional monarchy, which is uh, <laughs> interesting. That uh, that they'd favor uh, Prince Harry as Governor General. Yeah, I mean, there's like, 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 which one do you guys want? Sort of, sort of thing, right? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's interesting given Canada's sort of lengthy history of being loyalist, you know, sticking yeah. with sticking with the British throughout, uh, you know, um, the 1700s and 1800s and whatnot. And I mean, when when Britain called for troops in the First World War, Canada didn't hesitate. I mean, they shipped like what twenty thousand guys overseas. Yeah. Like overnight. And- and they even did um, like they conscripted too, like during the war, the, during right. the wars. So, <laughs> and that so was... yeah, Canada was quick to answer a British, uh, Eng- British, uh, English call uh, or yeah, British call to call to arms. Yeah, but, so we we do have a very loyalist history uh, inbred in our society, but of course that is more so uh, Anglo-Saxon, white, Caucasian. Uh, I don't know how the natives would feel about uh, the royals all things considered because you know that that very uh, racist policy well while not directly implemented by um, whatever the ruling house was at the time it, it still did stem from that from some of those the, those um, colonial ideals imperialist ideals yeah exactly uh, I don't think the natives would feel very highly of that and even to a sense uh, immigrants of Canada like um especially the immigrants from uh south asia uh africa the middle east mm-hmm. uh, um they would probably side with the natives and uh probably be the ones who are like the ones answering that the royals aren't relevant anymore and they probably want canada to be like the states in essence a republic and just look look at um the royals as a celebrity icon Mm. <laughs> which which comes to an important question. Yeah. I think for us to discuss. Uh, just a quick time check before we, we, oh, we go on. Yeah, 39 minutes, basically. 39 minutes, it's okay. So we have, we have a bit more time. Uh, so yeah, an important question for us to discuss uh, on this topic uh, episode, because it is relevant. Should Canada remain a constitutional monarchy? Yes oh, or no? That's a really interesting question. Um, I'm going to reply with a 
Yes, just because I think it's important, especially with the governor general being a representative of the of the queen. It's important to maintain um, how our government is run, and how because uh, just remember here the provinces each have their own lieutenant governors or lieutenant governors as well. And oh, uh, they do. Yeah. Hannah, uh, well, just uh, well, okay. I didn't know that, but a little bit of an off-topic thing. But like, how how are they chosen? I didn't I didn't know this. Oh, they're also appointed. Oh, they're appointed. So yeah. it's it's not it's not an election. Yeah, no wonder. Okay. Yeah. So how how are they how are they appointed? Oh, so the premier of it's like the prime minister of the country is choosing the governor general. The premier selects the. Oh, okay. I, I actually did not know any of this. So wow, <laughs> you learn something yeah. new every day. Yeah, you know, you don't you don't really hear about it because uh, it's mostly it's, what you do hear about and what, what you do directly influences, you know, the provincial elections and the municipal elections, of course, the federal elections as well. So yeah, you don't you don't really <laughs> hear about these appointments. Yeah, and, well, exactly. Do, do they do they play a major role in anything or? Oh yeah, they st- like uh, they still have the same responsibilities as the governor general. Like they can prorogue or suspend parliament. Uh, they basically. They can uh, resume parliament at the behest at, of the premier. Um, yeah, essentially the same uh, roles and responsibilities as the governor general and the queen have in their respective uh, jurisdictions. I see, but yeah. I, I assume I assume since it's appointment by the premier, I mean they probably choose uh, their own guy. You know, actually, one uh, can, uh, easily I think. Control. The current uh, lieutenant governor is um, what's his name of Ontario. Yeah, um, it was chosen back in uh, what's his name. I know the governor general is Julie Payette, right? Who's uh, the first astronaut in um, Canada? The first mm-hmm. woman astronaut, actually. Uh, the lieutenant governor of Ontario. Sorry, let me just bring this page. Oh, they have their own website. Oh, Elizabeth Dowd as well. That's who it is. Yes, she was appointed back in 2016, I believe. By Premier Ford? Kathleen Wynne. Oh, Kathleen Wynne. Yeah. So so Doug Ford doesn't get to... No, he can't. Select the... like, but he, he, decided, can... he decided to keep her. Yeah. Well, yeah, they have a term of about uh, oh, okay, I see. five years. So when their term got is it, up, yeah, then they get, then the premier gets to pick someone else. Okay, I see, I see. Okay, never mind. Let's get back onto onto oh, topic. Um, so yeah, yeah uh, yes or no, constitutional monarchy. I think Canada should remain a constitutional monarchy just because it's enshrined in our history, and uh, I think it's important to continue that rather than um, totally abandon our uh, ties to the monarchy and form our own, like, republic. Because then that begin- brings the question, do we change the whole system of, like, appointing senators and, uh, you know, changing the whole House of Commons versus Senate uh, mm-hmm. system, the two-house system, and uh, uh, becoming, like, the states, like, having the... Having a Congress or um, a set an elected Senate, or do we? And then people then bring the question: Oh, do we now elect judges 
because uh, you know if we're all, if we want to um, do away with unelected officials, do we now <laughs> have to do away with the judges because they're also appointed? Mm-hmm. So yeah, I think we should just continue with the status quo because that's what that's what I'm not going to say it works, but that's what we're used to, right. and that's what we know. It's there are so many but at unknowns. At the same time, I think. I think people would ask, like, you know, what's what benefit, you know, does Canada derive from sticking with, you know, the constitutional system? Yeah, you know, like, well, what 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 economic benefit does it have, you know, other than that whole, you know, we've we've always done it sort of a thing. I think econo- economically, like, there are really no benefits, <laughs> but. Um, I think just essentially because we still can, we I guess we still control our own like uh, affairs, right? But there's more. I think there's more checks and balances with the constitution monarchy. For instance, um, with with the republic, like the in, in the states, the president is the head of state and he can veto anything he wants. Mm-hmm. In Canada, uh, the prime minister doesn't have that power. There's more checks and balances against uh, the bills in Parliament, and he has to go through lev- uh, multiple layers of um, approvals. So, the prime minister, if he wants, he can introduce a bill, and then the House votes on House of Commons votes on the bill, and then they approve it. it goes to the Senate, and then the Senate approves can approve or reject the bill, and then the final layer is the governor general, basically to like can do royal assent and enact the bill mm-hmm. into law. So I think in a sense I think the the biggest thing of staying with a constitutional monarchy is the checks and balances that it offers rather than um you know having our own republic and appointing more powers to elected officials who can do you know can probably have a more chance of abusing that power mm. if you, if you get what i mean because i because th- with with the appointed officials and with a mix of appointed officials and elected officials i think there's that healthy balance balance right rather than having you know everyone appointed or everyone elected it just when everybody's elected it kind of uh, brings the question of are they just doing this for the sake of politics or are they doing it for the will of the people? Right. And then we, we touched upon this in our in our episode about democracy. I, I think there is that that problem with having too many conflicting voices, you know, uh, leading a country, because a lot of the times, you know, like you see. Um, in places that, you know, like Canada, that have, you know, people choosing a representative from a, par- from a different party. And most of the time, I mean, or I, I'm not most of the time, I don't know, I'll look at the, so the historical uh, outcomes of the elections. But a lot of the times there is that, that divide between, you know, say East and West or certain regions of a country and other regions of a country, uh, like, like the Conservatives and the Liberals. They all have sort of conflicting views that often are not resolved 
uh, in you know the House of Commons or in the case of the states, uh, I think it's, it's the Senate. And yeah. A lot of the times you have you know that that headbutting that goes on and uh, the political mudslinging, and a lot of the times things don't get done because you know people are too busy arguing yeah. over the issue rather than trying to resolve it. Yeah. The good thing about like say a balanced approach with the. Uh, Governor General and the appointed Senate is that uh, if a bill gets approved in Parliament, like the appointed Senate um, to maintain stability, they'll they can make amendments to the bill. They can approve a bill in a certain way. They or they can already reject the bill if they wanted to. Um, the, that's the good thing about having that balance is you get multiple inputs from different background backgrounds across the country whereas mm. um if you just have elected officials they'll only do what's best for one community or they'll only think what's best what's in it for either their community or themselves in a sense typically yes yeah um I, but yeah, and as you said, at a time like now, uh, Canadians are as divided as ever. I think we need that balance to sort of hold us without sort of teetering on the edge of, you know, instability, mm-hmm. in a sense. And uh, I guess I guess I, I do agree uh, with, with most of your points. I mean, I have I have no problems with the current constitutional system. I don't, don't I don't really care. Um that well, so that I don't care, but you know, I don't. I held I held no reservations towards you know uh, Queen uh, Elizabeth being our sort of. Um, um, she's not our uh, head of state, but you know, she's like um, she's our sovereign, basically. Yeah, the sovereign. Uh, well, well, in a in a in a constitutional sense. Yeah. So I have I have no issues with that. I have no issues with you know the governor general and whatnot. So I do I do agree with most of your points, and you know, changing the system. I mean, it has its pros and cons, I suppose. But at the same time, if it ain't broke, you know, don't fix it. I don't. I don't think there's a problem with our with our system. Um, I think it's perfectly fine. Uh, um, unlike, I would say, uh, in the states, we have a more. Uh, what's the word I'm looking for here? Uh, you could end up in a, I guess politically deadlocked situation with um, people looking out for their own interests where and essentially essentially I mean it's not like we don't have that here but I think it, it's minimalized in yeah, a sense it's mitigated. in Canada right and so I, I don't I don't see why we shouldn't move away from a, a system of you know, you know a constitutional monarchy it just doesn't make any sense yeah sure you can go ahead and believe that the you know the house of windsor or you know this can go to any country that has a constitutional monarchy even you can believe that you know that that house that ruling house is irrelevant but at at the end of the day you know because of the systems in place they don't really affect your life right so there's no i don't think there's a reason to be sort of vehemently against them right exactly yeah <clears throat> And um, because, in a sense, that's what that's the whole point of the governor general. They, it basically 
takes the responsibility of the queen and um, it they don't use it direct like they don't get the power directly from the queen it's just that they use this head of state this governor general mm. to sort of uh, manage the affairs when um, uh, when the queen is absent basically um, to in certain like different because the world is a different place right altogether no no country is alike totally so mm. every country that was that is actually part of the commonwealth has a governor general and they tailor their they think about the country's situation independently from the united kingdom in a sense and that's mm. why uh like that the the monarch the decisions the monarch makes in their private and royal sense doesn't directly affect canada and you could argue that um that's the reason why you know of um you know getting rid of the constitutional monarchy but again the governor general represents or the monarch and uh is without the monarch the governor general is it could basically what I'm saying is uh, the power could just be assumed uh, they probably just appoint that power to the uh, prime minister and um, basically the prime minister will uh, be able to do whatever he want like he can veto stuff he could throw out bills and mm. uh, that would basically do away with the checks and balance system that we uh, have Right place that specified for our country, and like like other countries like Australia and New Zealand, um, have their own uh, governor generals, uh, right, in their own sense. Uh, so what what time are we at actually? Uh oh, fifty three minutes. Okay, so I guess we should end it off here. Um, yeah. So yeah, uh, I I don't think. I guess going off what we what we've done, what we said. I don't think uh, royals, modern day royals, exert too much of an influence on society that people should um, care in a sense, in in, in a very uh, deep political sense. But at the same time, it's hard to disagree on the fact that you know their their families are you know important to our history. And yes, yeah. you can say that it's it's essentially akin to sort of maintaining a museum relic, right? It's but a, that's just the thing, right? That, that's the thing. It, it, they're an important part of our history, and we can't deny that, whether whether it's good or bad. And you know, there have been both good and bad monarchs throughout history. And yeah. I think it is important to sort of preserve that heritage. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I think that's a good place to <laughs> wrap it up since we've uh, both expressed our opinions on the yes. subject. So, yeah, uh, do let us know what you think, uh, the audience out there. Uh, do you believe that we should completely abolish uh, any kind of uh, royal title or royal styles and do away with the system of the past? Or do you think it has its place in modern-day society? Do let us know. We're always open to a good discussion. 
And also, tell us how we did. Obviously, we always value your feedback. Uh, are there any points that we missed? Did we make a mistake? Uh, we'd always, we always love to hear from you, as always. And yes, we will see you next time, next week. Next weekend, yes. Yeah. <laughs> Depend, depending on depending on what happens. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. We 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 made a plot or we made a uh, promise. A promise, yes. If not, five dollars go towards the uh, Blue Yeti Fund. But yeah, um, we hope you enjoyed listening, and please tune in next week. Yep, and have a good night, good evening, and good morning wherever you are.